0: Okay, so this is episode two of the Confident Live marketing podcast. But do I really have to do this?
1: Yes, you do, Ian. Remember, it's all about being consistent and delivering value.
0: But I've already done the trailer and pilot. Surely that's enough for one week.
1: No, it isn't, Ian. Are you suffering from imposter
0: syndrome? No, of course not. Oh, go on then. What's this episode about?
1: It's all about how to get started with live video. What you need to get started, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Well, I think I better get started then.
1: Yes, Ian, you do.
2: This
0: is the Confident
2: Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray helping entrepreneurs level up their impact authority and profits through the power of live video gain confidence in front of the camera confidence with technology and confidence with the content and marketing
0: together We We can can go go live. live. Hello. Welcome to the second episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. I'm Ian Anderson Gray, and I'm going to be sharing with you today how you can go live, how you can get started going live. Maybe you haven't gone live before. Maybe this is the first time. Maybe something has held you back, and it's now time to press that go live button. But maybe you've been going live in the past and you've just got out of the habit. And so we're going to talk about just a refresher, really, on how you go live. last episode, the last episode was the pilot episode of the Confident Live Marketing podcast. And it was so much fun. I was it was so fun to get my wife, Helen involved, and also my friends, Mike and Isabella. And that won't be the last time you'll be hearing from them. I will be bringing them back and also some fantastic guests. So the first two or three episodes, I think are going to be just me, but we'll also have some guests in the forthcoming episodes as well. So yes, so now that I've done the first episode, it's now really time to start with the first official episode, this is really getting into some content on how to knock down those barriers. Those barriers I was talking about last week—that's the the fear of going live and the gear. That's the technology of going live, and also the content and marketing sphere. So I was happy with that first episode, but since then, I wanted to share with you perfectionism and imposter syndrome have kicked in a little bit, which is to be expected. I know that many people, in fact, most people out there creating content suffer from this, suffer from imposter syndrome or suffer from you know, procrastination or perfectionism. And it usually kicks in once you've created maybe some content and you start listening back. And I listened to my first ever episode... I was quite pleased. But of course, you start to listen to some of the imperfect bits, those flaws, the bits where I go um and oh, and maybe say things that I could improve upon. But the great thing is I've started and it's not about being perfect as I'm going to share with you today. So if you want to create some content and the fact that you maybe don't know enough about something or the technology is giving you some problems and you're you've That stops you from pressing that go live button, whether it's creating a blog post, whether it is creating live video. I want you to stop doing that and just start creating content. It does not have to be perfect. So really, it's part of that fear for me is the knowledge that I need to be consistent. And I suppose at the back of my mind, I'm worried about failing. I wonder whether you suffer from this. I've had this with going to the gym in the past. And so in the past, I've I've signed up to go to the gym because I want to get fit. And I go for a couple of weeks. And then other stuff gets in the way. And I stop going to the gym. And that probably happened two or three or four times in my life. I wonder whether you can resonate with that. Now, since then, so since September last year, I made the decision that enough was enough. I was fed up with failure. I was fed up with, with feeling fed fed up. I was fed up with feeling fed up. And so I made an announcement that I was going to hire a personal trainer, something that I saw a lot of my other uh, colleagues and friends do, but I'd had enough. It was time to take action. And so I said publicly, this is what, what I was going to do. I hired a personal trainer and since then, since September last year, I have been going to the gym. I wouldn't say every week because sometimes, for example, last week I was speaking in Poland and I just didn't have the uh, opportunity to do that. But I, no, actually, even last week I did because I I went on uh, the weekend when I was back. So I did go to the gym. So I am I aim to go to the gym two times every week. Why am I sharing this with you? Well, the reason I'm sharing it with you is that I made that decision And I've made the decision to launch this podcast. But at the back of my mind is this fear that what if I give up? What if I stop being consistent? Now, I know that that isn't going to happen this time. I know that it's different. I know that I am totally committed to doing this. I know that this podcast and live show is absolutely the right thing to do. But still, at the back of my mind is that little voice that's saying, you're going to fail. I wonder whether you have that, that, that little voice at the back of your mind. So this time that's not going to happen because I know why I'm doing this. I have a reason why I'm doing this. And I also have put into place a plan of when I'm going to be going live and when I'm going to be recording my podcasts. And I also have around me some really supportive people who believe in what I'm doing I wonder whether you have that. Because if you want to move forwards in your plan of action, you want to create a podcast or a live show or some piece of content. Do you have those things? Have you written it down? Have you um, said publicly that you announced it publicly that you are going to be doing this? And have you got people around you that are going to support you? I am really excited about this because I. I'm excited to share my knowledge and to help and encourage you to go live and to level up your impact. And that's mainly why I'm doing this show and this podcast. And I was reminded recently, just the other day on Facebook, my friend Scott Smith tagged me in a memory uh, with my first, I think it was probably either my first or second Facebook Live videos. And it's almost exactly three years ago. I had been doing live video beforehand on the likes of Google Hangouts, but three years ago was my first ever live video on Facebook. And that changed everything for me. I didn't realize that at the time, but I was looking for a way to go live on Facebook. And it was really difficult at the time, particularly for me in the UK. And as an Android user, it seemed that it had been rolled out to everyone in the US, and particularly if you had an iPhone. But I looked for a way to go live from your desktop. And I discovered a tool called OBS Studio. We'll talk about that in a, in a forthcoming episode, but it doesn't really matter about that. The fact is I, I discovered this and I found a way to broadcast to Facebook Live. I wrote a big blog post about it, which I think I mentioned last week, which has had over 5 million page views. And that is, then brought me on to creating my first course. We moved house at the same time. Uh, so that's a great way to get rid of procrastination. I knew that I needed to create this course and the, uh, the pressure of time was in there. There was artificial kind of a deadline in a way. I needed to create this. And I created this course and it did really, really well. And I ended up being seen as an authority in Facebook Live because I'd been spending so much time researching this and uh, putting a lot of effort into my content. And from that, I was able to then speak at conferences around the world, offer consultancy and coaching. And here I am today, that amalgamation of my background in teaching, performance, and technology all merging into one. And that's why I'm so excited to be here finally after the three years of procrastination. Because after I created that course, how much did I do? Not as much as I should have done. So thank you, Scott, for tagging me in that memory. That was really cool. So today, we're going to be focusing on how to get started going live. And I wonder where you're wanting to go live. Have you thought about that? Where is your audience? So you need to think about that first of all. You need to have a plan of action. Where are you going to go live? Is it on Facebook? Is it on LinkedIn? Is it going to be on some of the other platforms like YouTube or Twitter? Depending on when you're listening to this, things may have changed. There may be other platforms out there. So once you've thought about that, you also need to think about other things that may be standing in, in the way of you doing this. I wonder whether you think you need like a $10 zillion dollar live video studio. Do you need all the latest gear? So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about what gear you actually need to get started. Do you need to have a really expensive live video studio? Or can you just go live from your phone? And I'm also going to cover what you actually need to get started in terms of the tools and in terms of what you need to say and the format, that kind of thing. So first of all, we've we've talked about the platform, but actually before you even think about that, what is your why? Why do you actually want to go live? Now, when I first started going live, I didn't really have one of these reasons. I was going live because my friends were going live. It seemed like the really cool thing to do. I wanted to find out more about the platform, but actually thinking about it, if I unpack that, I kind of did have a why. And my why is probably very different from what your why will be. And my why was going live because I want to write about it. And I want to help people in the whole area of going live and how to actually broadcast from your computer or your phone. Now for you, it's probably going to be wanting to reach your audience in some way to have that communication that to to level up your impact and authority on your particular area of expertise. And live video is a great way to connect with your audience to allow them to ask you questions and to find out really more about the real you, the person behind your brand. So have your why, work out what it is that you are wanting to achieve and why you want to go live. When it comes to actually going live, what do you what do you need? It's very, very easy to overcomplicate this. And I can't overstate that because this has been a big problem for me. I've always overcomplicated things. And I certainly would not recommend using the setup that I've got here. This is certainly not the most complicated setup I've seen, but I'm going live to multiple platforms. I'm recording and I'm doing lots of different things. That's not a good place to start because if you're starting complicated, more things are likely to go wrong. You're going to lose all your confidence. You're going to give up and stop. And then your audience really miss out because they're not able to hear from you. So the good news is you only need two things to go live, two things. And all of you have these two things. So the first thing that you need is a device. This is really basic stuff, but I I think it's important to to state. So the first thing that you need is either, you've got a choice here, either your smartphone, and I would always recommend starting on on your smartphone. I'll talk about the, the pros and cons or the differences between going live on your smartphone. And of course, the second thing is your computer. You can you can either go live on your, your phone or your computer. So the smartphone is always easier because most of us will have a, a reasonably decent iPhone or Android phone. They have the capacity to go live. Uh, they have all the processing power in there. They have a decent camera. It's a really quick and easy way to go live. Or if you want to get fancy and you have got a little bit more confidence with the technology, then you could use your computer. The key here, though, is that bizarrely, you do need to have a bit more of a powerful computer. Most phones cope on their own, but if you want to go live from your computer, you do need to have a bit more of a, a kind of more up-to-date system. So if you've got an old PC laptop or if you've got a MacBook Air, you may struggle here in going live. So some specifications for you to think about, minimum specs ideally 16 gigabytes of memory, but if you've got eight, you should be okay. Uh, A processor, the processor needs to be ideally a quad-core i7. So sorry if I'm giving you loads of tech here, but you can find this out hopefully from your computer. And ideally, a dedicated graphics card. If you have all those things, you're less likely to have problems. And it means when you go live, you're not going to be pulling your hair out because the technology is work- it's not working. So that's the first thing you need, either a smartphone or a computer. The second thing that you need, and again, this sounds really obvious, is fast internet. This is really, really important. Now, if you're going live from your phone... Uh, you're likely to you, if you're near if you're in your office or home, you might be able to make do with Wi-Fi, but you might have to rely on 4G or 3G. So in that case, you need to make sure that you are on a uh, in an area where there is fast internet. The important thing here is though that you're looking at your upload speed. It's not your download speed, and a lot of these ISPs out there, maybe, whether it's your mobile carrier or whether it's your Uh, your home or business ISP, they will make a big deal about your download speed. They may say things like 200 megabits per second or something like that. I mean, our internet here is 300 megabits per second, but that's the download speed. I mean, that's all great, but remember you are broadcasting, you are uploading video in effect. And so what you need is a really good upload speed. Now to go live to most of the platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn Live and YouTube, you only really need about three or four megabits per second upload speed. I mean, that is that is what that is what they recommend. But remember that your internet speed is likely to fluctuate. It's likely to go up and down, and so that's the basic minimum I, I recommend is four megabits per second. Because if it fluctuates down one to three, or even a little bit lower than that, it's not going to be the end of the world. Hopefully, the the picture, the video, and the audio will still be okay. It's not going to get all pixelated, or not, you know, people aren't going to stop hearing you, which would be really, really bad. So do. Make sure you check your speed. Ideally, I recommend an upload speed of 10 megabits per second because that gives a lot more wiggle room. If your internet speed fluctuates by more like by 2 or 3 megabits per second, then you're still going to be okay. And particularly if you're going to do some fancy stuff like bringing in guests and and doing that kind of thing, you do need a lot more speed there. Now to check the speed, I highly recommend using a speed test, a speed checker before you go live. I always do this because I wanna check whether my internet speed is a little bit dodgy. Sometimes that can happen. And if it is dodgy, I know that I need to kind of think about another solution. Maybe I need to go and to a different location, I need to use 4G. Or in the worst case scenario, if, if it's really bad or not working, I'm going to have to reschedule that. So do check that out. The one I recommend is called speedtest.net. So you can go via the website or you can download for your Mac or your PC or for your Android or iOS devices. They're all free and you can just download that and then run it and it will give you your upload speed and your download speed. And that will tell you, if there are, show you really if there are any problems. So highly recommend doing that. Every time you go live, just check your speed. Now, you've got the choice to go live between uh, from your smartphone or your desktop or, or your laptop. Which one's better? And there are pros and cons with both. I always recommend going live from your smartphone first because it's a lot easier to set up. It, you just take your phone and in, in one simple way, you, you just press the go live button and you're live. Yes, there are a few more things to do, but that's the basic thing. And the other advantage with going live from your mobile device is that it is more raw and authentic. People actually can sometimes be put off if your broadcast is overly polished or professionals. People do like to have some uh, more raw and authentic footage, as long as the quality is still okay. And we'll talk about ways that you can enhance your live videos from your smartphone. So it's easiest to set up more raw and authentic. They're great for those spontaneous lives. So maybe you're out and about, you're walking and an idea has popped into your head or you're wanting to discuss something that's that's new in your business. You can just pick your phone out of your pocket and you can go live as long as the internet is okay. And ideally, you've got some extra gear that we'll talk about in, in a bit. So it's great for those spontaneous lives, it's great for obviously outdoor stuff and there are some tools out there as well that allow you to do some really cool stuff with just your smartphone uh, such as Switcher Studio is a really cool app which we'll talk about. There are some downsides though. At the moment at least from Facebook it's not possible to schedule your your live videos from the mobile device without using a third party tool at least. Now that may change by the by the time that you're listening to this but that's one disadvantage. Bringing in guests can be unreliable. Uh, from Facebook, at least, it's not easy to bring in a guest. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And from some, with some tools out there, some platforms such as LinkedIn, it, you just can't do that unless you use a third-party app. And things like sharing your screen, if you're wanting to show, give a how-to live video on how to do something on your computer – You can't really share your screen unless you hold the camera, hold your phone in front of your computer screen, which I've seen people do, but it doesn't really give that high-quality experience. So this is why going live from your computer is a really good step. Once you've gained that confidence with going live from your phone, the next stage can be going live from your computer. Now, the advantage with this is you can have a more professional setup. If you've got a nice camera and a nice microphone, some things that are really important to think about, then you can use those, whereas you can't really use them on your phone. You can use a nice camera and a nice nice microphone, I should say, from your computer. So more professional setup. You can do different camera angles. You can use multiple webcams. You can also save and repurpose your live video. So that's one big advantage. You can actually use software that will download the video in HD, in high definition. So that means you can then upload to YouTube, you can repurpose, you can m- get a much better quality than you can than if you just go live from your mobile device. You can share your screen and you can bring in guests far easier and it's uh, the quality is a lot better. So for interview shows, I highly recommend going live from your desktop and you can add graphics and videos and do all that kind of stuff, such as I do in my live videos. I just bring in, a, you know, just put like a video on or bring in some audio and make it a little bit more fun. But to begin with, don't worry about going all fancy. Actually, what the most important thing is that you bring the real you and you bring your content to your audience. That's the important thing. That's what people watch live videos for. They want to see you. They want to hear your message. And so you don't have to go all fancy to begin with. If you are using the technology as an excuse not to go live, you need to stop doing that. And I've been there. I have, as I said, shared last week, stopped going live for a whole month because I was concerned about my camera and my background. They, I, In my mind, they weren't good enough, so I stopped. And there was my audience waiting for me to create my live videos, and I was worried about my background, which was really silly. So I always recommend bootstrapping your live video studio. You know, you can always add the icing on the cake later on. Start with the basics. Start with your smartphone. Work at your camera confidence. Things that we're going to be talking about in my in the podcast in forthcoming weeks. I'm going to be bringing in some guests to talk about all these things that maybe uh, that will help you... B- produce really great content and work on your confidence in front of the camera with your vocal projection. All these things are so important to sort out first before you start thinking about lighting or or fancy cameras and that kind of thing. So bootstrap your live video studio, start small, and over time, you can invest in those extra things, those bits that are the icing on the cake. Now, there is an exception to this. Maybe you have been doing live video Uh, you've been dabbling around with it and you know now that it is absolutely central to your business. You know that live video is central. You know that you're confident and committed to this and you have a significant budget. Now, if that's the case, By all means, you can spend thousands or tens of thousands of dollars or pounds or euros, whatever currency you're in. You can spend that to create the most amazing live video studio. And in those situations, I'd also highly recommend hiring a producer to help you produce your shows. But what I'm also saying to you is that you don't need to do those things. Those things really are the icing on the cake. So let's go back to smartphone. What other things do you need to go live? As I said, you only need your smartphone, you only need your decent internet speed. But there are some other things that you can do to add to that experience. For example, you could get a microphone for your smartphone. I highly recommend getting a microphone as the first thing because sound is really important. If people can't hear you very well, they're going to switch off. So if you can enhance the sound using a microphone, the one I recommend is the Rode SmartLav+ microphone which is the lapel microphone that works really really well you can get things like shotgun mics which are you have away from you and they they kind of directional so you can speak into the microphone but be actually quite a distance away but i, I think for most people like a smart lab plus uh, a lapel microphone like that is, is a really good place to start the second thing I'd recommend is a tripod, particularly if you're going to be static, you're not moving around. Then it's good to have a tripod to make sure that your video is stable as possible. Now there are a number of different ways you can go down this route. So the, the, if you have a, if you already have a tripod, you can buy a smartphone tripod mount. They're very cheap; they're under ten dollars or ten pounds, and they just screw on top of your your uh, tripod, and then you fit your smartphone in there. So it's kind of like a clamp they're really good. Or you could buy something like the Gorillapod smartphone tripod or something similar, which is a tripod specifically for a smartphone. Another really good piece of kit is the iographer cases. And I've got one of these. It's an iographer case fits your phone. You put your phone into this and it gives you, it's a big case that you, that creates or gives you a lot more stability if you're moving around. And you could also plug a, uh, put a microphone and some lighting on top of this as you walk around. So do check out the iographer cases they have cases for both iphones and android phones and, and ones that fit all of them together another thing you could think about this is taking things a little bit higher in level because these are tend to be a lot more expensive but you could look for a gimbal such as the dgi mobile gimbal and this is you may have seen these these are these handheld very difficult to describe but they're these handheld stabilizers so you put your smartphone into them and you can walk around, and it creates that real cinematic, stable feel. So you can run across the, the landscape with your smartphone and make it look really, really cool and stable. You don't need that, but that's something to think about. In terms of lighting, you can get these, uh, what they are called Diva rings, Diva light rings that you can put on top of your phone, and they... It, particularly at night time, they will give you much better light. If you are wearing glasses, I wouldn't recommend putting them directly on your phone because you'll get this big reflection in your glasses. So just put them away from your away, angled away from your face if you wear glasses. But there are bigger rings that you can buy, or you could uh, if you're broadcasting during the day, then just go to an open window, an open window, pull the curtains is what I mean, and make sure that you're facing, the camera is facing away from the window and you're facing to the window. And if it's a nice day, you should get a, a good effect in terms of lighting. But there are lots of lighting for mobile devices. Just check on Amazon or a similar similar shop and you'll be able to find them. Now, if you're going live from your desktop, then I highly recommend investing in a webcam. Don't just use, don't use the, the webcam that's integrated into your laptop because the quality, it won't be great. So invest in something like a Logitech. The Logitech cameras are really good. They're inexpensive and get a a nice microphone as well. So something like the Samsung Q2U is a really good microphone, or there's the Blue Yeti as well is a really good microphone. As long as you you have to make sure that you turn the gain down and you come close to the microphone. So other, I will talk a little bit more about desktop gear for audio and cameras in a future episode, because I've got some experts coming in who know so much more than I do on these subjects. And I can't wait to share those with you. So some things to think about there. And the next stage, if you're going live from your desktop is to think about a tool. Remember, Don't let this be an excuse not to go live. You don't need any of these things. You just can go live from your smartphone to begin with. But if you want to take things to the next level, using a live video tool from your desktop will give a really professional experience. And there are loads of these out there. Probably the ones I'd recommend first are ones that work through your browser. They're called web apps. The most famous one out there at the moment, and this may change depending on when you're listening to this, is BeLive, BeLive BeLive.tv. And this works with Facebook Live and Twitch. They may add extra ones later on, we'll see. BeLive is a great web app. It's very, very easy to use. You can bring in guests very easily. You can highlight comments on the screen. You can change the layout and add your own branding. Really, really good. The other one that I really like, and this is actually one that I'm recommending more and more now, is called StreamYard. StreamYard is an amazing web app that offers the same kind of facilities as BeLive, but it also allows you to stream to YouTube and pretty much any other platform out there using some other services out there. So do check out both of those, BeLive.tv and StreamYard.com. Really, really, great, great tools for live video. There are loads of others. The one that I'm using at the moment is Ecum Live, which works for Macs. And if you're on a PC, either use one of those web apps or there's OBS Studio, there's Wirecast, there's loads of other tools out there that I will be talking about in forthcoming weeks. But tech is usually not the issue. When I talk to my clients, to my audience around the world, it's not usually the tech that's the problem. It's it's often the excuse. So, uh, yeah, I would go live, but my camera's not that great. Or, I don't know, my my microphone isn't great. Or my background, I need to sort that out. I, I don't really know how to go live. The problem usually is that they don't want to go live because it's down to their fear. Fear of getting in front of the camera. And I want to be. I want to be honest with you because I've struggled with this over the years. I'm an introvert, and so to me, getting on camera and sharing my knowledge, getting on stage, isn't always hasn't always been a comfortable thing for me. I've become much more comfortable over the years. It's something that I I'm actually feel that I'm quite good at now. Getting on stage, I really enjoy. Speaking to my audience about live video and how to break down those barriers, but it wasn't always that way. So maybe you are an introvert and you feel somehow that that is stopping you from going live. It's a struggle for you. Or maybe it's the technology, that the technology is, is... you're overwhelmed by that, and that's stopping you from going live. That's kind of almost like an excuse, or maybe you don't like the way you look. You look at yourself afterwards, and you think, oh no, I don't look like that, do I? I look awful. My hair's all over the place, or I look really fat, or there's something like that that's stopping you. You just don't like the way you look. Or it could be Imposter syndrome. I've talked about that already many times in the last, last week and also this week's episode, imposter syndrome. And we're going to be talking about that in depth in a forthcoming episode. Or comparison syndrome. How many of us compare ourselves to other people out there who, who we feel that are doing a much better job at live video or whatever it is? I can look out there and see other people who are doing amazing work with live video. And I find it very easy to compare myself with those people. Sometimes I've let that stop me from creating content. That's really bad. So I wonder whether you're doing that. You're comparing yourself with other people and you're saying to yourself, no, I can't do it. I'm not as good as them. I'm going to look like an idiot. And of course, that's the other syndrome that I talk about a lot is feeling like an idiot syndrome. You just think you look like an idiot. You're worried about saying something wrong or falling off your chair or something like that. I wonder whether you suffer from that. And if you're watching this live, let me know if you're suffering from any of those any of those syndromes and I'll get back to you in a bit. What I want you to do is embrace the wrong. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. I'm making lots of mistakes in this podcast. Uh, I, as I learned, this is a learning journey and, and one of my aims in this podcast and live video experience really is to share the 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 disasters as well as the 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 times when things go well i want to share that i want to share the things that i learn along the way as i improve my production but if if i if i thought well i need to get things perfect to begin with I'd never start. And that's been part of the problem. That's been part of the reason why it's taken at least a year for me to get to this point. So I don't want that to happen to you. Embrace the wrong. Th- these are some examples uh, that have happened to either myself or to some for, for, for some clients of mine. So forgetting to switch off the broadcast at the end. This, is, uh, this sounds horrendous, but basically you go live, everything's gone really well. You think you've pressed the end broadcast button, but you haven't. And so you end up Talking with your guest afterwards, or you end up—I don't know—doing something else. Now, this has happened to, uh, so, uh, this has happened to Janet Murray, a, a good friend of mine and a client, and she forgot to switch off a broadcast once, and she ended up eating. her lunch, which happened to be a crisp sandwich or a chip sandwich, depending on where you are in the world. And people found it hilarious. It was really, really funny. She realized what she'd done and pressed the the off button. This has happened to me uh, in the free range social show. I was on with my partner in crime, Julia Bramble, and I thought I'd switched the end broadcast button. I'd forgotten. And we ended up just carrying on talking, uh, forgetting that uh, we were still live or not realizing that we're still live. So, But those things, although they can be a bit embarrassing, you could be falling over, show a bit more of your true humanity that you actually do make mistakes. And that evokes a really powerful human emotion. And that is, what's the word? It's completely gone from my head. It's really annoying. It's complete, you know, this is one example of things going wrong. This is when things go badly wrong. Empathy is the word. I knew it would come to me. Does that ever happen to you when you forget a word? It's on the tip of your tongue. Empathy. It really evokes that empathy, that feeling of when people see you making a mistake. And they realize that they make that mistake too. We're human. I'm sure you can empathize with the fact that I forgot that word. So this happened to another one of my clients. They had an amazing background for a live video broadcast. They were bringing in a guest And their background fell down on them halfway through. Oh my goodness, how embarrassing was that? But they kept on going. It was really funny. This happened to me. My guests had uh, the cat and the cat jumped on the table and knocked off uh, over their webcam. That was hilarious too. Or maybe the cleaner comes in and starts emptying the trash halfway through your live broadcast. Or this has happened to me once and happened to somebody else I know. They find a part of the office where it's not that messy. It's, it's a nice clean part of the, the office. They go live. And when it comes to the end, they're wanting to end the broadcast and they're not quite sure which button to press to end the broadcast. And they end up pressing the flip camera button only to reveal their messy office. But do you know what? How many of us have messy offices, I wonder? Let me know if you have a messy office. Yes, my office has some clean bits, I'll tell you that. This quote from Philip Kotler, I mentioned this quite a few times in my talks because it really resonates with me. And I think it shows the power of being real when it comes to live video. And also just as marketers, I think if we're marketing our business, if we're communicating a message, then this is going to really be a helpful quote for you. So he says marketers need to adapt to this new reality and create brands that behave like humans, approachable, unlikable, but also vulnerable. Brands should become less intimidating. They should become authentic and honest, admit their flaws and stop trying to seem perfect. What do you think about that? Do you think that's true? What kind of content resonates with you? Is it the content that is perfect when the person speaking is so eloquent they never stumble across their words? Everything's perfect. Or is it when they are being more real and they're sharing? They're still sharing amazing content, but they're being more real? I'd love to know from you whether you think which one you resonate with more. Something that I also say to people is going live is not about being perfect. Your audience wants to see the real you. So embrace what makes you, you. That includes your flaws. So confidently displaying your flaws and your imperfections will allow you to really connect with your audience. I'm going to be honest with you, that is a big thing of why I I didn't do live video. I was so aware of my flaws, the things that I don't always do so well, the fact that sometimes I forget words, or I sometimes the the words don't come out well, or maybe I don't like, sometimes I've not liked the way I've looked, or I I don't like my voice. There's always something that has stopped me from going live. So I wonder whether that has been a big problem for you. So there we go. That's just a few things for you to think about. That some things that you need to maybe sort out before you go live, before you press that button, there are loads of things that you can do to get onto that stage of pressing that go live button, such as try Instagram stories. Instagram stories is a great way to get comfortable in front of the camera. Maybe comfortable is not the right word, but at least consistent and a bit more confident because the great thing about live video, live videos, Instagram stories, I should say, is that... They only last for 24 hours. So what's the worst that's going to happen? And they're only 15 seconds long. You could do this on Facebook or any other platform that has stories. And also go live in a private group with other people in a safe place because that will allow you to just get a little bit more confident and get more consistent. And then another way is to go live on Facebook, go to your profile, and then just change the privacy settings to only me. So you're doing a test live. What I would like you to try and do for next time is do that. Go live to your profile, change the privacy settings to only me, and then, and this is the scary bit, I want you to watch it back. Watch it back. And if you're like most of us, if you're like me, you will squirm. You will squirm. You will not like it. You will not like the way you look. You will not like the way you sound. It will be horrible. But I want you to do two things for me. The first thing I want you to do is say, come up with three things that you did really well. Three things that you communicated well to your imaginary audience. And then the second thing, and this is important that you are constructive here. Three constructive things that you can improve for the future and write it down. But I don't want you to think about it as you're giving advice to yourself. I want you to imagine that you're giving advice to your best friend or a client of yours. So do it in a constructive way, because if you treated yourself, if you treated other clients, sorry, or your friends the way you treat yourself, you'd probably sack them, wouldn't you? <laughs> Maybe you can't sack your friends. You can't sack yourself, but you need to be constructive. So I'd love to hear from you if you try that out for next week. And let me know how you get on. you may squirm, but it's a really, really good practice, a really good thing to practice. So that is it for this week. I will be back with another Confident Live Marketing podcast. I'm really excited about bringing in some guests. We'll be bringing in some guests really, really soon. But that's it for this week. And I look forward to seeing you.
2: Next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. That
0: is perfect. It's really annoying. It's complete, you know... This is one example of things that are going wrong, going wrong, going wrong This is when things go badly wrong. Empathy is the word and then you always come to me. Does that ever happen to you when you forget a word? It's on the tip of your tongue. Empathy. It really evokes that empathy, that feeling of
1: Ian, are you okay? Are you having a nightmare or something?
0: Oh, Helen, I had a terrible nightmare. I was dreaming that I was in the middle of my live show and I completely forgot a word. It was terrible.
1: Actually, Ian, that wasn't a dream. It
0: just happened in today's podcast. You forgot the word empathy. Oh no, that's terrible. No one's going to want to listen to my podcast now. I can't have people listening to me stuttering over my words.
1: Don't be silly, Ian. It's not about being perfect. It's about delivering your message to people in an authentic way. Communication doesn't have to be flawless, you know.
0: Really? Are you sure? You don't think I need to re-record the whole thing?
1: No, definitely not.